welcome to series two of the Learning and Development Challenges podcast. Adam here once again as your guide. In this series, we're looking at how to engage frontline or deskless workers with learning. And today we're talking with Sophie Bolzer, CEO of Audvice. Now I'll come clean. This episode is a little more self-serving than some of the others in this series, because today we're going to be talking all things audio learning. Sophie is the CEO and founder of Audvice, a private and secure podcasting solution that unlocks the power of voice to onboard, train, and update employees more effectively. Audvice helps companies of all sizes, including Fortune 500 organizations, to turn internal knowledge and insights into micro-learning podcasts people find more time for. Sophie, it is a genuine pleasure to have you join me today. Hi, Adam. Pleasure is all mine. Great. Let's start with a bit of context. What what problems does Audvice help organizations solve? So basically, when it comes to learning within an organization, there are always two main obstacles or problems. Number one is that it is usually a lot of effort to create relevant learning content. There is great content out there. You can simply buy off the shelf, but you will always have job-specific or organization-specific knowledge that people need to know in order to perform well. And this kind of knowledge is mostly shared in a very informal way, like during a meeting or in the hallway, but it's really hard to document and to capture. And this is because it is mostly coming from leaders or experts within the company whose job it is definitely not to create learning content in a learning management system or in a learning experience platform. And even if they really take the effort to do that, then this knowledge they have developed so rapidly that the effort of designing a course on it over and over again doesn't really pay off. So that's basically the first problem we can solve. Like we designed Oddvice to be so easy and intuitive that these leaders and these experts basically only have to talk and share their expertise and by that produce a really scalable piece of learning content with all the context that people need to really apply it in action. So yeah, that's number one. And the second problem, which is also, I think, a really widely common one, is that there is never enough learning engagement. So the reason for that is simply a lack of time. We all have busy schedules and work routines, so e-learning courses will always end up on the very end of our to-do list. And if we even manage to get there, the goal is to get it done as quickly as possible to be able to go back to the things we actually have to deliver. And like, yeah, how many times have I heard employees saying, I didn't really do the course, I skipped to the quiz and to the very end and just guessed the answers until they were finally right before I submitted them. I think it's a, yeah, it's needless to argue how much information will actually stick like this. So yeah, and we found CAST to be a very charming way to solve that problem because in essence, it doesn't cost any productive time, but you can actually use that time or unproductive time in order to really dig deeper into topics that are relevant for you to accelerate your career, to learn something or to stay up to date with what is happening in the organization. Brilliant. So, and I've used Audvice before, so I know a little bit about the product, but it's literally as simple as a, someone wanting to share some information with a team member is open the app, hold down the record button, record themselves talking. So very natural, very colloquial, do some basic editing if they want, but then upload that and distribute it to relevant groups, relevant teams, relevant people. Yeah. Yes. Either that, or you can even use like text to speech and AI voices to turn any text into a podcast within minutes, Got you. which is always handy for guidelines, handbooks that 
people are supposed to read, but mostly just quickly browse through it and like don't really have any of the information stick. Cool. So you could listen to the policies instead of uh, having to read them. For instance. Very yes. cool. So we're talking social learning here, but through the convenient medium of audio, being able to share quick bits of advice, distribute maybe siloed knowledge across a company at scale, get those subject matter experts to share what they know, but make it super convenient or hyper convenient almost for them to share what they know and then make it super convenient for the person listening to consume that because, you know, let's face it, they can do it on the go. They don't have to be sat at their desk. They could be on a train, on a plane, anywhere they like, really. Yeah. Also, we had users listening to advice in the bathtub. In the bathtub. Brilliant. Okay. That's yeah. a good, that's a good use case. You should put that on the website. Yeah, with, <laughs> with, it is actually on the website with like a bathtub with lots of bubbles, probably not very romantic, but definitely productive. <laughs> but productive, that's it. Productive baths. That's what we're all about here. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's move on specifically to frontline or deskless workers. And, you know, these are the people that are maybe in customer service positions, are front facing. How is advice? being used at the moment in those kinds of scenarios? You're able to share a few examples. Uh, yeah, definitely. So actually, frontline workers or deskless workers are a really popular target group for internal podcasts, just because they are widely cut off existing communication channels or training platforms, or they need to use platforms that were actually designed for office stuff. And if you really want to reach deskless workers with any information or really deliver training to them, you will need to provide a nice and seamless mobile experience, which is really important. And this is like where podcasts also come in. So a few examples in the logistics industry, there is one big challenge that these companies really struggle to reach their workforce because they're widely distributed. Like they only work mobile. They don't have a laptop. An example would be bus, truck or train drivers. I can say drivers, um, yeah. Yes. And, you know, maybe they have an email account, but they will probably check it only every other week. So they're getting onboarded on site, but then they don't really receive any further training or development opportunities, or they don't get many insights on what's actually going on in the company. And that's actually one big reason why fluctuation rates are so high among this kind of workforce, because they really kind of lack perspective or connection to the headquarters. And internal podcasts are a very simple solution to that because these people like really find time for it during their day. They don't need any equipment for it. And most importantly, internal podcasts really deliver so much more context and emotion that never any email could deliver. And compared to video, podcasts are just so much easier to produce. So, so much about logistics industry, but we also seen, for instance, a lot of internal podcasting going on among retail companies. So retail employees are sometimes, and I've heard that really often, supposed to do their e-learnings in the back office of the store. Yeah. In theory, sounds like it would be working, but in practice, not so much because like, they just don't have time to go to the back office when they're actually need to be present in store in case customers come in, or they will always find something to do, like stocking up the shelves. And all these situations are, for instance, really nice opportunities to listen to a podcast, but it's just not working to do an interactive e-learning course that might be interrupted, especially when I have to do a quiz that is like having a timer on it. So this is something where internal podcasting works great as well. 
And another example, which I think everyone can imagine is field sales employees. So these people spend like 20 to 50% of their time traveling and in particular driving. And when they are back at the office, the last thing they do is an e-learning course because they spend this time updating their CRM, sending out offers, following up with like prospects or clients. But on the other hand, the time they spend driving is mostly dead time. So that's why many field sales employees are actually already heavy users of podcasts anyway. And if you manage to provide them with company, product, or job-specific podcasts that really help them to stay up to date or sell better, they will definitely listen to it. Great. Very cool. There's some brilliant examples here and examples that we see, by the way, for Assemble You as well, very kind of closely aligned, especially that field sales example. All that dead time in car is really, is really an important one. What's working for some of the clients, some of the groups you're working with, what would you say is working well for them? Is it using audio for onboarding? Is it ongoing nudges? Is it distributing information? What's landing well? We've basically seen everything from using internal podcasting for pre-boarding. Like for instance, you already signed a contract with a new employee, but it's still three months until they start their first day. So basically being able to kind of publish a link to a very specific podcast for this employee which you can easily kind of customize in advice is a very nice way to keep them motivated and always like already throw a bit of information at them that they can, you know, imagine what their first day, their first week, their first month will look like and be excited about the challenges they're going to be mastering or also onboarding. Like if you come into a new organization, obviously you're overwhelmed with all the information you get with all the new faces. And the result is always like, you know, being in the office and someone kind of sitting next to you explaining something, you're nervous, like you cannot really process all of that information at once. And it's really important to have some kind of means or cheat sheet to come back to and repeat, especially in situations after a few weeks when you actually have to apply this knowledge. So we found podcasting is a very nice way to kind of onboard new people with also a lot of personality, although it's a scalable solution. So for instance, having leadership talking about the organization, having department heads introducing themselves, introducing processes that are run within the department, or just introducing like the products of the organization or the services they offer. Like it's a really nice way to learn more about it without like making it feel like it is like a course or an e-learning. And yeah, this is what we saw working really well, but also what's really popular is sales enablement. Okay. I mean, if you want to be successful in sales, what do you really have to nail? It's mostly listening and talking. So audio is actually a really nice way on how to train that. Because for instance, if your sales reps can listen to pitch examples of seniors, it really helps them to immediately apply that kind of knowledge without kind of decoding text and trying to put it in their own words. Brilliant. This podcast is brought to you by AssembleU, the audio learning experts. Adam here, co-founder of AssembleU. We launched AssembleU in 2022 after finding we were doing a lot of our own personal development using podcasts and audiobooks. We loved audio as a format and wanted to combine the convenience of listening to something with outcome-driven learning that had a real impact. The result is a power skills library of more than 130 succinct audio lessons that do the heavy lifting for the listener. Assemble You lessons help coach listeners through critical topics 
like leadership, mental health, well-being, productivity, growth, sustainability and communication. Each Assemble You audio lesson is around 10 minutes long and backed by research and real-life expertise. Every lesson includes a key point infographic, a further reading list and testing. Listen to some free samples or find out more about how Assemble You can support your organisation to build an internal podcast for learning by visiting assembleyou.com. And how, in all these situations, but in particular with, I guess, sales enablement and onboarding, how scripted or like, I guess, how produced are the pieces of audio content that these businesses are are putting together? Are they all very off the cuff? Are they all kind of scripted or is it a real blend of everything depending on the business? It very much depends. It depends on the business and also it depends on what the content is like used for. So if it's evergreen content, we usually see companies definitely putting more effort into producing podcast episodes. So for instance, they script it, but with scripting, like one advice I can always give is not script too much because then it very much sounds like it would be scripted and that's not the most authentic thing in the world and can sound quite monotonous. People kind of definitely can tell. So I think a few bullet points are mostly enough. And also when it comes to evergreen content, then there can be anything, you know, about the company, like certain guidelines or policies, if you invest a little more in that, because it can, you know, be life for years, then that definitely makes sense. But what we see in particular, that for content where we already know that it will kind of develop the knowledge that is in there over time, like for instance, a product portfolio, like you have a release of a new product or service coming up. And once you get the information on like what you need to educate people about, for instance, from marketing or from the product department, the kind of internal comms or also learning department doesn't have enough time to produce a proper e-learning course about it. And this is something where audio courses or podcasts can really help because if you say you want to do a podcast for 40 minutes, you're probably done um, in advice to deliver that within 60 minutes of work. Uh, this is like a really nice way to not only kind of deliver content on the surface that is evergreen, but really also make it relevant to the jobs of people, to what they have to deliver, to what they have to know like now. Yeah, I, get you. I guess you've got those two things, haven't you? You've got the more, I, I don't want to necessarily say formal, but may, maybe formal. Evergreen is the word you use, which I think is the right word. The stuff that you're going to use again and again. And maybe, you know, if you're in retail, you're rolling out that same bit of training for all new staff and you've got quite a high turnover. So it's used a lot and you put a bit more effort into that. And then I guess where it's, I don't know, like a, a product update or a new feature release or something like that, that's, you know, you get your head of product recording themselves, giving the kind of 10 bullet points about it. And then that just goes out very quickly. So everyone has that information straight away. So there's a mix, I guess, of like beauty over speed type thing. Like how fantastic do you make the experience versus like how quickly do you get it out? Definitely. And the same is also true with equipment because Adam, as you know, like I was sitting in the office earlier and there was quite an echo. So I'm just sitting now without the microphone um, in the kitchen, which is two square meters in the office. So that also works to deliver like a podcast that people definitely want, hopefully. Want yeah. To and you're, to. You're, what you're hearing here, everybody, is the kind of ideological audio differences that Sophie and I have in that she's all about getting information out there as quickly as possible using your existing tech. And I'm all about 
you know, having really good audio equipment. So it sounds really good. <laughs> but you could probably hear that my mic sounds a bit better than Sophie's. But yeah, yeah no, that's a really, that's a really good point. And yeah, I think that's the spot on and some brilliant examples there. Pre-boarding as well. So pre-boarding has come up in loads of conversations I've had in the last year, more so than ever before, really interestingly. One company, I won't name them, they're a big company though, told me that, you know, they actually have a bit of an issue between offering graduate roles and then the graduates going and accepting other roles in the six months leading up to when they start. So pre-boarding is becoming a really important part of the kind of how competitive they are in the graduate recruitment space, because after you're offered a job, you then actually get a load of resources and things to help with your development before you start. So you feel part of that company, you feel involved and actually committed in a much bigger way than getting an offer and then starting five or six months later. So yeah, that's really interesting. And audio, I think is, like you say, brilliant, especially if you can ping it over to people on, you know, using deep web links or really simple things where they can, in a couple of clicks, listen to something on their phone. Yes. And also, I mean, like it's very present that everyone is dealing with staff shortage and is investing a lot of efforts into recruiting. But like you're saying, if people churn after they sign a contract and before they start their first day, all this effort was basically for nothing. So this is also one really important component to really successfully hiring people and making them to start to kind of keep the excitement high after they signed the contract before they really start. Yeah, and I think as well, it just shows that the whole pre-boarding thing just shows, you know, a company that is really committed to development and to that individual if they're doing, you know, whether it's audio or something else, but if they're doing something before you start, that is a really big step in the right direction. I think mentally alters how your perception of that brand and, and working for yeah. them as well. So. On to my next question. How are your clients using audio alongside other forms of learning and, and media? How does it complement, blend in? Any insight on that would be amazing. Yeah, it very much depends on the target group. So if we're talking about deskless workers, it's mostly really standalone audio. If we're talking about office workers, then they mostly also provide audio as an add-on. And then they compare basically what the engagement rate is, uh, for instance, videos, interactive courses, or text. They provide compared to audio. And there we've seen actually really great success because it's like people really adopt podcasts within the organization. And I think that's more a matter of how you internally communicated and how consistent you are in releasing episodes, then you can really achieve great engagement rates. And as for advice, so for like many topics, only audio does not always work. So it's always good to have a visual aid, which is why also, for instance, in advice, you can add any visuals to a podcast. You will get an automatic transcript for it because like people just sometimes need a visual anchor in order to make the information really stick, which I find important. And what we see as well is that, for instance, customers are using Oddvice as a standalone platform because the convenience of listening to podcasts in our app is much higher than, for instance, if they would only integrate the podcasts into their LMS or into their internet and have people use it on that browser or in their mobile phone where they have to make 20 clicks to even get to the podcast and the minute they lock their screen, the audio stops. So yeah, I think that it's really good to combine it with other kind of media formats for sure. And I think it's also important to use other channels, like for instance, your learning management platform or learning experience platform or your intranet when you introduce internal podcasting to make people aware of it. Because with every tool you're introducing, 
you also need to do internal marketing before people can even make it a habit and, you know, be aware of it. It's really interesting. And it's the big friction that we see with a lot of people we talk with in the industry around that, that learner experience. So that end learner experience, and then kind of the needs of the learning and development department. And it's really tricky because nearly every learning and development department is a handful of people typically looking after thousands. So they put these learning management systems in place because when you scale learning across lots of different people, you know, lots of people that live different groups, you need systems to track and automate and all the rest of it. But in a lot of cases, existing systems aren't as user-friendly as, you know, certainly as I would like to see them for audio. And so you've got solutions like yours and it's just making sure that they fit in alongside those systems, like you say, and the learner experience is prioritized in that way. Because I think that's, that's really important. Do you get requests to like pull all device data into learning management systems and all that kind of stuff from learning admins? Is that something that happens a lot? Yes, definitely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought it would be. What are the barriers to engaging people with audio learning, do you think? So to be brutally honest, I think if you manage to provide some kind of engaging and relevant audio content, there is literally no barrier for employees to listen to it. Just to give you one example, one of our customers launched their private podcast space in Advice, which we call Audio Library, with 10 podcasts in it. And within the first six weeks, 80% of all the users listened to almost all podcasts in there, which was a much higher engagement than you could achieve with, for instance, 10 videos, each of them being 10 to 30 minutes long, which will cost you hours of your time. However, one barrier that I see companies definitely struggling with is achieving consistency um, in sharing internal podcasts. Because as with every new tool and format you're introducing internally, the goal is that employees really make it a habit. So releasing new podcast episodes on a monthly, bi-weekly, or even better weekly basis is really important to kind of stay top of mind and establish this kind of new communication or also training channel. And that's where, yeah, obviously our easy content creation feature comes in handy. But since um, very often we see that internal podcasts still remain a one man or one woman show within an organization, we also introduced a podcast course catalog actually together with you, Adam, and with AssembleU, where our customers can simply choose from more than 350 podcast courses to kind of fill the gaps and still achieve consistency, although they don't always have the resources to release new episodes weekly, bi-weekly or monthly. Brilliant. Are you you a drink for that plug? Nice one. (laughs) (laughs) On that and on the consistency, because this is genuinely, and this is something we've talked about before, this is genuinely an issue with podcasts. And, you know, if you run your own free podcast, for example, people start to get into the habit of listening to you every week, every month, whatever, however often you generate content and that ongoing content creation can become a bit of a burden, especially if it's sat with one person. I mean, my, my advice, and I'll ask you yours as well, but I'll just preach for a second. My advice is definitely to like batch record stuff and keep ahead of yourself. So if you're trying to release something every month or every couple of weeks or something, don't release anything until you've got, until you've got maybe 10 recordings in the locker. And then, and then you'll have a few that you can, you can schedule out over the coming weeks while you get your head around recording the next set or another way to look at it which i quite like and actually which is what we're doing for this podcast is releasing in series so we released a series of 10 in i think it was march this year march or april we're going to be releasing this series in october again another 10 and then the idea is to do another 
series in the new year. So you can do a lot of pre-communication internally around it. Okay, this next series is coming. This is things we're talking about. This is what we're looking at. And you can pick your topics as well if you do that. So you might want to do something on sustainability in the business or DEI in the business or something like that. So that's quite a nice way to think about it as well. But the most effective habit forming way of doing it is, you know, putting something up every week, every month, every two weeks, something like that. So people know to expect it and you kind of get them into that habit. And I think also one of the easiest way to achieve that consistency or the easiest format um, to really do that is always interviews. So maybe upfront schedule for every week an interview with a different leadership person and also have some backups. So then you can never run out of content and always planning next two or three months ahead like you do it with, for instance, social media marketing definitely makes sense to achieve that consistency. Yeah, you kind of want to tie it in with your internal comms. You want to tie it in with different things you have happening in the business. So, you know, if you've got a wellness week or something like that, have some content on that ready to go that week or or, all that kind of stuff is, is really powerful. If you can jump on the back of other initiatives that are going on, it's a great way to communicate the learning that you have coming out. And also one thing that we've seen actually working pretty well. So once one department starts with advice, which is can be either the HR department, learning and development, or also internal communications, and they really share it with all employees, other departments get excited and like want to adopt that too, because they have so many topics they really need to communicate that they also start their own episodes. A friend of mine who started an internal podcast at their business, actually, she had a really nice question and every guest that she interviewed she asked them to pose a question to the next person who was going to be interviewed and they didn't know who that was but it had to be about the business or about something and that was quite cool I quite like that as like a running thread all the way you know through the different interviews so definitely have a think about like cool things like that you can do as well that's a good idea yeah (laughs) you can use you can have that one for free (laughs) so technology is a big deal with frontline workers and obviously Audvice is, you know, you can use it on the web app, but really like where Audvice really shines is the mobile app. You know, you can download it from the app stores. The, the in-app experience is fantastic. How do you find people getting around the kind of bring your own device, give them a device kind of issue? Because, you know, that that is a problem or that is a, a challenge for quite a few businesses. Yes, that's like a few years ago, that was still tricky, but I think we managed to figure out a way around it. So because for frontline workers, companies usually don't have mobile phones or don't offer any hardware or equipment. So what they can do is obviously use Advice on their private smartphones, or they can also access Advice via the browser. So in theory, the fact that they can access Advice through the browser is important because it allows to make advice really mandatory and establish it as an internal communication channel or as a training platform, because obviously they cannot force their employees to download a work app on their mobile phone. But in practice, we see that most employees are actually really excited about the company offering internal podcasts and they voluntarily download advice on their phone because it, like you said, it provides just a very nice and seamless user experience compared to using it through your browser. So everyone we've interviewed so far for this series who I've asked that kind of question, it's been really interesting because pretty much everyone has said the same thing that things have changed. And there's always like, there's always one or two people in an organization that will just steadfastly never download a and a work app onto their private phone or, you know, maybe don't have a smartphone that, you know, those people do exist. And it's fascinating though, but I think if you give people the choice of being able to do something in a more convenient way to them, i.e. 
it's an app on your phone. You can get to it in two seconds and do your training rather than having to go to a web browser and, you know, all the rest of it. They will now most of the time take that easy option, even if that does mean having something on their personal phone. So I think there's been a big shift and especially during and post pandemic when everybody was lumped at home and a lot of people didn't have devices provided by work that they could use that kind of shift towards actually using your own device, bring your own device, whatever you want to call it, has become more established and actually have fewer issues with putting work apps on their phone nowadays. That's my very anecdotal kind of experience in it anyway. So what is your top tip for anyone thinking about implementing audio learning or even technology to support audio learning like Audvice? What, what would you say people should really think about or consider before, before doing this? Two things, like number one is definitely focus on the user experience. So I've seen many companies like wanting to introduce internal podcasts and they did it in their learning management system or on their intranet, which is just not very convenient sometimes for the listeners. So before you do that, really test with an audio file or with an internal podcast you're doing there, how the user experience is. Because like really simple things like locking your screen and the audio is off will kill any engagement you will ever have. And if you put a lot of effort into producing great episodes, then yeah, it's basically for nothing if a user is hustling to really access the, this podcast and listen to it conveniently. So that's definitely number one. Or yeah, choose tools like Advice, and you definitely don't have to like take care of that because we will do that for you. And number two is I see a lot of companies who want to introduce internal podcasts, but don't really find a platform that is secure enough. So introducing internal podcasts is still a process because for big organizations, especially you have to go through IT security screening and data protection processes. So don't get too excited beforehand before you really clarify internally, like on what are the requirements and before you really choose a platform because otherwise you can also spend weeks and months to really set everything up when then it gets killed internally by policies. So that's also one really important thing you should have a look at because in essence, it's internal knowledge, it's internal information that needs to be secure and you really don't want to be shared with the outside world. Brilliant. Two very practical, hands-on things to think about when, when looking at bringing audio learning into your business. Thank you. Final question, where can people connect with you and find out more about Audvice? So always happy to connect on LinkedIn. So basically just look for Sophie Boitzer and you will find me there. Always happy to have a chat or set up a meeting or definitely if you want to learn more about Advice, just go to advice.com and then you can explore a bit what we do and how we can help you launch your internal podcast. Cool. It's A-U-D-V-I-C-E.com, by the way to uh, make sure you get that right. We'll put the links in the show notes for you anyway. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise. It's been really, really interesting and, and enlightening. And it's always a pleasure to talk about my favorite subject, audio learning. So <laughs> thank you for indulging me. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Anna. Great. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back soon with another episode from the Learning and Development Challenges podcast. We hope you enjoyed that. This podcast is brought to you by AssembleU, the audio learning experts. Adam here, co-founder of AssembleU. We launched AssembleU in 2022 
after finding we were doing a lot of our own personal development using podcasts and audiobooks. We loved audio as a format and wanted to combine the convenience of listening to something with outcome-driven learning that had a real impact. The result is a power skills library of more than 130 succinct audio lessons that do the heavy lifting for the listener. Assemble You lessons help coach listeners through critical topics like leadership, mental health, well-being, productivity, growth, sustainability, and communication. Each Assemble You audio lesson is around 10 minutes long and backed by research and real-life expertise. Every lesson includes a key point infographic, a further reading list, and testing. Listen to some free samples or find out more about how Assemble You can support your organization to build an internal podcast for learning by visiting assembleu.com.